28. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? And this is Bobby. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we really don't want to talk about this right now. No. <laughs> well we're well we're back we're back from two games one a draw one a loss the loss was uh a little hard to to uphill to swallow because it was just the numbers better you know what's better so i i'm back from vacation first of all hello everybody well nice nice to see everybody um i stepped it's a podcast you can't see i was gonna say you could see people i stepped on a sea urchin the last day of my vacation. It hurt like hell. I still have no, sea bro, urchin no, spine stuck in my foot. No, dude. That was just your balls and beers results. I know. And that was in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was in my ass. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, um, I'm not sure my week went much better because, boy, oh, boy, did the Galaxy not do well. Um, I think, uh, I, I, I think, MLS finally caught up with us here. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's one way of of looking at it. You, you I had said while while you were gone, um, I had said that when we're talking about the Vancouver game, that game was just by far the worst game of the season, and um, there was really no explanation. They, they didn't really look good in that game. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. And that's including. Uh, and I'll, I'll even say this. They didn't look good in that game. I still think they look worse in the Vancouver game than they did in Dallas. Oh, 100%. And, and, and we'll talk about that. But because the Vancouver game, there was really not much of an excuse that you can make for that performance. Uh, it, it wasn't that you were fielding. Uh, and again, we, we talked about this, but it wasn't like we were fielding a, a squad that was so different than the previous two games that you know that, that we have thrown out there um granted that you were at home and that obviously makes a difference but that first game the first game really had no excuse you know you, you weren't tired uh you weren't you know jet lag you weren't like road weary yet it was your first game it was against one of the last place teams you you and we chalked it up or i chalked it up to hey look you know what they have our number they have some sort of voodoo on us so i'm just gonna go ahead and Throw this away, and let's see how we rebound in the next game because, you know, how we do in the next game may even kind of like foretell what's going to happen in Dallas because many people thought that that might be an easy game compared to the, you know, how we played against them at home. But I said, look, this is your third game on the road, all right? It's going to take a toll on you regardless of who you're playing. It's going to take a toll on you. Um, in the heat, in the, two games at humidity. altitude after spending after spending a week in altitude. Yeah, in you're, the heat, you're, in humidity, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. And and you know you haven't been home. You never went home. You you left for for Utah and you hadn't been home since. So I mean, just it, it's gonna take a toll. And the fact that the, the the galaxy aren't that deep, they're deeper than they have been. But you know they're missing a lot of players. Greg Dana even said, "Look, our starters." They're probably going to have to do a lot here. And obviously players like Victor Vasquez and Sasha Kleschen, who are not supposed to see that many minutes in that short amount of time, you know, three games, eight days. That That's a toll for any MLS side, especially one that is depleted right now, especially one that really has no options off the bench to make some sort of a, you know, positive impact and some sort of game changer. You know, you have it when all your guys are there, sure. 
But at that moment, it just really wasn't possible. And it definitely caught up to them in Dallas. And that's why I feel the Dallas game, as, as horrible as the scoreline looked, it was more along, especially with, with Greg Banny admitting that, like, yeah, after that third goal, we just kind of gave up. At that point, it's, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, you're not going to get over that mountaintop. Why bother you know, uh, risking injuries to our, yeah, I was going to say, he didn't say they gave up. He just kind of said, look, like, yeah, we were, we were managing our, our minutes at that point. Right. Um, I mean, he he basically said we're giving up without saying we're giving up and that's fine. You know, whatever. And and I think in the, in the, in the post-game comments, he said that he gave the team about 10 minutes into the second half to see what they were going to do. If they were going to be able to claw back, then he would commit to allowing them to continue to push and claw back. But after that third goal dropped and, and, you know, look, I'll, I'll be honest, the first goal and the third goal, um, say what you will about Ricardo Pepe, who got um, a, a new contract <laughs> yeah. based on, uh, based on the hat trick that he scored against us. Um, did he actually get know, a new contract? Two, he did get a new contract. Yeah, he, he signed he it for five years. Oh, five years. Yeah. Well, he's, good I mean, for he's a homegrown him. player for Dallas, and they locked him up for five years. Wow. Um, it's probably something that had been in the works anyway, but, you know, that that performance, I think, uh, said, yeah, we need to probably fast-track this here. Um, and good for them. You know, that's what Dallas does. They they And his dry spell begins. Talent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he's got the contract out, right? Um, but but uh, as we were saying... Greg Vanny, you know, jumping around here uh, past the RSL game and into the Dallas game. Um, Greg Vanny did say in the postgame comments that he gave the team 10 minutes to see whether or not they were going to be, you know, something. They were going to do something. That first goal and the third goal are bad bounces. The third, the second goal, the one that Pepe scores uh, off that corner kick or, or off the free kick uh, that um, uh, William Derek Williams just misses. Um, or misjudges in the air. That's uh, that to me is a a pretty harsh um, mistake there for for Derek Williams. Um, it's not good, but uh, I, I would say that bad luck played a huge part in that Dallas game. A little bit of luck, and you know, and again, there's just a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of just mental fatigue as well. Um, it, it all it all affects a player. Um, and the, the thing with, for me, it's, I think when you look at this three game road trip and I don't think it's entirely like, you know, delusional to think that many galaxy fans felt that nine points was very possible. Um, six points was very likely. Uh, maybe even seven points was, was definitely in the realm of possibility, but Nine points was possible, and the reason you're 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 saying that is because of your expectations. And this is a big this is a big word for for this road trip is expectations, um, good and bad. By the way, um, you're playing against three teams that aren't really you know the the crop of MLS. You're playing Vancouver and Dallas, uh, who are sitting at the bottom of the Western Conference, and RSL, who is sitting on that playoff bubble, who, you know, depending on what team decides to show up, you can take advantage of, you can beat them. Um, and you know, if you decide to shoot yourself in the foot, which by the way, the galaxy did in the first half against RSL, um, then they'll take advantage of it. Expectations for this team have changed dramatically from last season. By the way, it's a good thing. Okay. Um, last year we would probably say, just get out of there with one point and we'd probably be happy. 
we would probably be happy with the one point because we were so bad. The fact that we expect not to lose against these teams and we are upset about it shows that we are in some way headed in the right direction, at least from a, you know, that morale uh, point, uh, point of view from the fans, that you are expecting to not only beat these teams, but beat them convincingly. Um, they are beneath us uh, in our mind. And so we we change our expectations accordingly. So let's say, for example, we ended up getting three points. Let's say we draw all three games. I'm sure that Galaxy fans would not be happy about that. Um, even if you're saying, look, get a point on the road, um, and that's a good result, I don't think that would have flown. Uh, either. Uh, obviously, three is better than one, but I don't think that would have flown. I think Galaxy fans would still be upset. I still think that we would have expected a victory uh, at least at least in one of the games, uh, and preferably two of the games. Let's change that to, let's say that road trip was mm, Seattle, Kansas City, and New England. We'd probably be very ecstatic and call it a very successful road trip. Of course, because that's got a very points. different teams. Right. That, what so, fantasy, what alternate reality are you living in right now? It's, it's, it's not an alternate reality. The, whole, the, the, the point of me saying this is that, you know, the, uh, I'm talking about expectations, and they change depending on the circumstances. But at the end of the day, nothing <sighs> changes. Three points is three points. It doesn't matter. You don't get a special extra point because you drew against a team that was higher than you in the standings or someone that you unexpectedly drew against because you expected to lose that game. Three points is three points. All right. It's, 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 it's the mental expectation. It's like finding a $20 bill on the floor. You feel like you just hit the lottery. How many times does that happen? You don't, you pick it up. You're fucking happy. You go to a casino, you win 20 bucks. That's not going to get any rise out of you. You're not going to cash out and say, I'm going home. You expect a lot more from that. But at the end of the day, it's still 20 bucks, right? It still has the exact same value. So, you know, and, and that's that's where my point is, is that the expectations here is not entirely distorted, but you have to put it into perspective. Three points would have been three points regardless of who you were playing. Um, that didn't happen, obviously. It's one point. Um, but when you're looking at the expectations of this and compared to what actually happened with the exception of the Vancouver game, we talked about this. RSL, you got a road big, uh, a road point, fine. And then Dallas, at that point, you're just like, man, you are just crawling to that finish line on fumes. That was bound to happen. And I even called, I think I said it on Balls and Beers as well as the main show. I think Bobby can vouch on that. That I was like, hey, this game may not be as easy as we think. We're, we're probably going to hit a wall in Dallas somewhere. This is the end of a road trip here. That's exactly what happened. Um, and at the end of the day, this is what you have to take into consideration. We are in the exact same place where we started the road trip, third place. Yeah, but the margin of error is gone. We had a we had a buffer. We did going in, and now that that buffer is gone, so there's no room for mistakes at any point. So whether we come up against a non-playoff team at home or a playoff team at home, you you got to win that game. You know, like we've squandered our I, maybe squandered is a little harsh of a, of a of a of a term here, but we've we've squandered our 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 buffer that we had before. Um, 
Yeah, and again, I think this is the expectation. I think if you were playing better sides, I think you would be happy or not as disappointed in what the Galaxy were able to do. I think people would be a little bit more understanding, like, yeah, at the end of that, you know, we had two tough games in that third game. You fall flat against, regardless of who you were playing. You're going to say, yeah, you know. I, you I actually could probably throw that game away as well. Yeah, I actually think the flat game was the first game and the first half of the second game. Um, I, I got to give credit to the Galaxy for fighting back and, and getting that draw against RSL. That was commendable. And I saw that and I thought, wow, that's, this is great. that they, they scraped a point out of this. This is what good teams do is they find ways to get something out of a bad situation. Uh, in Dallas, it was like, it was MLS, (laughs) you know, like that, that's how I felt about Dallas. Like, so I wasn't even all that disappointed, um, looking, you know, pulling, pulling back a, a, a step from the, just the game itself and looking at the road trip. I think I'm more disappointed in the Vancouver game and the RSL game than I am in the Dallas game. The, and I agree with that sentiment. I, I think that the disappointment in the RSL game actually comes more from Greg Vanny than, which is kind of weird to say because he made his adjustments. Um, and that's ultimately what kind of, you know, saved uh, that game from three straight losses. Sure. Uh, because we were credit to, well credit to RSL. Yeah, uh, credit to RSL too. But where I'm going with this is that Vancouver was just like, okay, th- this was a horrible game. Um, um, and it, it was a, by far the worst game of the season. No one's going to deny that. And there's really no explanation as to what happened in uh, or against Vancouver. RSL is where I kind of blame Bounty in like, okay, you made your adjustments, which is great. And you're a coach that obviously has made them throughout the season. You're willing to change. You're willing to adapt to what you're seeing. You're able to see what the team is doing and what they're not doing. And you're able to fix this. The problem for me that I had against RSL and I've saw, I've seen it in a couple other games. It just hasn't really bit them is that Greg Benny has gotten it wrong to begin with. And he's, he's had to make adjustments um, in like, okay, I got this wrong. I'm going to fix this. This is one where you it, it half bit you because it could have been but, a victory. Look at look at the personnel. Look, you also have to look at the personnel that he's using here, and I think that there's definitely players that are underperforming, and specifically in in R, the RSL game. Um, I think they spent a lot of energy trying to get Cabral his goal, and yes. and when Vanny realized that it wasn't going to happen. That's when the adjustment got made. You don't pull Cabral, but you sort of utilize him in a different way. Um, and I know, I and, and from what I remember, what you said in the last pod, you're ready to throw Cabral out the, the window. You know, he's a professional, blah, blah, all that other bullshit that you say. I'm not ready to do that. I am ready to put him on the bench. I'm not ready to tell him, get off my team. I am ready to say, hey, maybe you need to take a step back. Maybe you need to look at, uh, you know, see the forest through the trees here, Cabral. Um, You need to kind of assess what's happening on the field and see how you fit in here because whether, you know, a lot of of people are saying, like, look, you know, or I know Josh had said in, in his podcast, Cabral's making the right runs. They're not finding him. When you got when you got uh, Victor Vasquez on your on your in your midfield and he's not finding you, it's not because you're making good runs. It's because you're not making the right runs. It's because you're not putting in 
the effort 100% of the time. So I think that Cabral needs to take a step back. I think Vanning needs to realize that. I think that Kevin Cabral needs to realize that. I'm not saying kick him off the team, get off my team, blah, blah, blah. All that other bullshit you said in the last thing. That's not, I'm not, don't go that far. That's too far. You, well, no, we're not dealing in absolutes here. Well, actually, that's what not entirely do, what I said. I, what I you said, need to do, you're like, get off my team. I know you were you were also <laughs> mad at a hypothetical situation, uh, Bobby. Am I, am I right here? Am I, uh, Lewis was getting angry at a hypothetical situation when he said, get off my team, right? You guys all always get mad about hypothetical situations. I know, situations. I know, I know. I got, I've, I've lost way, <laughs> lost the thread here. Yeah. Um. I I do think that it would serve Cabral, uh, better. And and look, I, I'm not gonna pretend I'm I'm I know better than Greg Vanny. The man knows his business. He's so, he's one million hundred thousand times look a better coach than I am. All I know is the same thing I said last time, last episode. That shit ain't gonna happen. And when you listen to Vanny's comments at the end of the games talking about Cabral, I can't right. I can't paraphrase it or or anything or quote it because I, I I don't remember it. But he was not um, he was not hating on him, and he was just he just kept pushing patience, patience. He's young, and we know we knew that this was going to be like this, and he was never going to be the uh, the DP that the just yeah. yeah the superstar that making goals from left and right right away. So. He understands his 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 patience. I understand my, his patience. My, um, my my issue my issue here is that they've spent an, a lot of energy trying to get Cabral his goal. I think what they really should be doing is they should kind of refocus and spend some energy, not all the energy, but some energy to get Grand Seer his goal because he's taken opportunities. Well, when he's found them. it's not like yeah but no, it's not, they're it's not, not driving the the game through him the way that they are trying to drive it through Cabral. Well, yeah, but you're gonna see a change when Chicha comes back, and also, yeah. I mean, Grand Sears, I mean, he's had multiple multiple chances. I mean, you wouldn't yeah. be saying that if they actually didn't hit the post. So, I mean, I mean, he he he, he gets his work he gets his work in. Yeah, but, well, and, well, but, and I think he's been the best player through this stretch of of three absolutely one hundred percent. 100 uh, percent going back to what you, yes it was a hypothetical what i said but i i agree with you in that look he needs to be benched and he needs to realize that you know maybe that's good for him you know you, there, there, there's times where you see like in baseball for example you know you have a guy who's just not pitching well he goes to the bullpen you know he kind of lost the starting spot or he lost you know the confidence he refocuses and he comes back and you know sometimes it's for the better like hey i, I needed that and you know i i'm, I'm I worked on whatever it is that I need to work on, whether that was confidence, whether that was mechanics, whether that was whatever it was. Um, and I think this would suit Cabral well in that. And I, and I said this, I think he does need to be benched. This is what we talked about. I think he needs to be benched. I think he needs to go in there and say, okay, I'm not performing well. I need to fix something. I need to adjust. I need to realize that I can't just, you know, continue down this path. I need to make strides here. I need to regain the confidence of my my coach and my teammates. Um, and what I was saying is, is that if this breaks the kid, if you break the kid simply because by doing that, that's when I that's the hypothetical where I was like, yeah, right now I'm kind of big on mental toughness. And if that breaks you at 21, where you don't have that mentality of, you know, I need to be better than this, like. I need to overcome this obstacle and I'm just going to hit the wall and that's the end of my career. That's when I was saying, 
Like, that's not a, a guy that I would want on my team. Of course, that's not really a choice considering the fact that he's here for the next five seasons. So this is a guy that, at the end of all that, I also came back to it saying, hey, we understood that when he was signed, we had said that the the adjectives were raw and undeveloped. So he wasn't already a superstar. This is basically Greg Vanny's project. This is basically saying, okay, I see potential in this kid. I see a lot of upside here. So, you know, we're in a rebuilding year. And, you know, he's not going to make an immediate impact to be nice. Um, and I know Galaxy fans would love this, especially being a DP. We talked about that. Again, expectation. If it wasn't a DP, would you care? Probably not. Would you be patient with him? More than likely. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that I'm well aware that he's here for the next five years. And I also said that we don't know if he is going to materialize into the player that we're all hoping and that Greg Vanny is hoping that he turns into. That's the difference in that, you know, am I allowed to be patient or not? You know, if I knew that he's going to be that guy in season number three, then fine. Season one and two, I don't care what he does because I'm waiting for season number three. Um, but I have no guarantee. So right now, his worth is not really all that there for me. And as Bobby and I have pointed out, we, we have to criticize what we're currently seeing. And right now, it, it's not good because when you're missing sitters, um, more than one, you know, um, it could be a lack of confidence, but something's need to change. And I think putting him on the bench might get him to refocus. Um, and if if it is a confidence issue where, again, this breaks him, then that's probably a player that you probably shouldn't be investing in. It's too late now, but that was my point. Um, but ultimately, I agree with you. I think he needs to be benched. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think he needs to be benched. Hmm. So what next? I, I don't think it's. I don't, <laughs> I don't even think it's a long-term bench i think it's like one or two games coming as a yeah. sub you know what right, i mean right. like don't like you know he this isn't like augie williams benching we're like no, no, <laughs> yeah, that dude, just sounds like a break <laughs> no, no, no. it sounds like that, a break yeah to me. it sounds like more like a break like a hey like take a step back because yeah. that's the, and that's, I, I think that's, that's the thing i don't think you say bench yeah because that's the thing i don't think even if he was pulled off it's like it's not i don't know it's i i just don't feel that energy from the team so it doesn't seem like a uh, a display of uh, of uh, punishment, you yeah. know. So like that's why I'm just like it's not gonna happen. Yeah, but, but at the same time, like who are we gonna put put in there in the meantime? Uh, you know what I mean. So uh, you know, some of it is by necessity, a lot, of, and 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 another part of it is um, you know trying to get trying to get the guy going, trying to get his confidence going. Um, it's been I, I a disappointment the- for sure. I think one of the things that like you may want to even consider, even if I say, okay, put him on the bench. Um, and, and, and I agree, it's not a long-term thing. It's not like, okay, I'm going to bench you for the rest of the season. You come back next season and tell me that, you know, you've earned your starting spot. No, I think it is for like maybe one or two games. Um, but let's say he's on the bench and, you know, it, it's really easy to say, okay, well, wh- who's the odd man out here? Obviously you're saying, okay, you're not going to take out uh, Grant Sear because he's on the rise. And you want him to continue uh, to 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 move forward as he has been. So right now, as David said, and we all agree, he's been the hottest player aside from Revolution. He's been the hottest player uh, during this stretch, right? You can't take Revolution out. Um, you're probably gonna put 
uh, Dos Santos and the Jet back in there. So, okay, so again, who is the odd man out here? Um, it's going to be Cabral. The, the, the kicker here is that when you start making a sub and you're saying, okay, you know, we need game changers and we need someone with a positive influence, whether that's on the defensive or the offensive side of the ball, you're thinking Victor Vasquez, you're thinking Sasha Kleshton, you might even think Efren Alvarez, depending on the situation. But if you put Cabral in as a sub, he's been consistently your lowest rated and worst player throughout these games. So putting him in off as a sub probably isn't even the best idea either because you might kind of revert back to like, okay, we need a goal. Yeah, but Cabral has been the place where offense goes to die. So is that your best move? (laughs) Well, you, you know, know you, so so it's, it's you a little. See what happens is what <laughs> you, you, you you wait and see what happens. Yeah, so you're basically at, at this moment, you're basically stuck between a hard and a rock and a hard place with Cabral, yeah. um, and um, it's kind of unfortunate um, because with Chicharito out, we had said that this is a time for him to step up, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, and so um, I think it was a missed opportunity for Cabral, not only to gain, gain his confidence, to uh, to move forward and to gain the uh, the trust of the fans. Um, it, it was it, it's just unfortunate for him. Um, and again, I understand he's a kid. He's 21 years old. He's going to be here till you know, for the next five seasons. So he's got time. Um, I know that fans are very, very fickle. And, um, you know, we could love him in the next two games if he scores a couple goals. So um, that's just the, the, the nature of the beast. Um, and it, it's just, it, it's frustrating uh, because it, it's frustrating watching him play. Um, it was frustrating watching Grand Sierra play, but we're seeing what, you know, what the coaches saw in him. We're starting to see it. Um, he's figured it out and he's, he's adjusting to it. Um, we haven't seen that with Cabral yet, so it's frustrating uh, that the guy that you're most highly invested in is uh, is the one that is really, really lagging. So, um, you know, hopefully that changes. Um, I just uh, right now, I'm just not seeing it. Um, the good news for the galaxy is that July is practically over. We had talked about this that July is incredibly tough. There's six games. There's still one left to be played. Um, Incredibly tough. Uh, You know, three games uh, on the road uh, in eight days. That's not easy. Uh, August, well, guess what? It doesn't really get that much easier as you have six games in August as well. Difference in this one is that you have four games at home instead of uh, on the road. And... One of those road games is against LAFC, so it's not really a road game. You're just driving down the freeway. Um, so here's a chance where, look, you had a bad July because you know you had a lot of games in a little amount of time, and you're traveling. Now the Galaxy get to do it at home, and guess what? Against practically the same opponents. You're going to get August 4th against RSL. Four days later, you get Vancouver. Then you go on the road, and then you play against Colorado and San Jose. Colorado is probably your toughest game right there. Um, we haven't seen Colorado this year, so we don't know how we match up against them. But if you're keeping score, Colorado has had our number, just like Vancouver has mm-hmm. the past few seasons. And the fact that they are better now, better coached, 
That's a tough game. Um, Colorado is a playoff team. I've said that. I think they make the playoffs this year. I th- and they're headed in that direction. And um, um, that's going to be a really good stiff test for the Galaxy. That happens on a Tuesday of all days. Um, <laughs> thanks, balls and beers. Yeah, thanks, balls and beers. <laughs> uh, and that's, by the way, uh, just to add the toughness level to it obviously you're going to have uh all your players back uh, uh assuming that no one is injured you're going to have legit back you're going to have uh uh dos santos and uh, and alvarez back uh presumably you're going to have you know uh Kulabali and chicharito back by then um but august 8th play against vancouver at home six days later you play against minnesota okay that's you know a little short but normal week but you gotta go to minnesota then you come back three days later back home uh and that's when you play colorado so again that travel in you know two games uh in three days four days uh from saturday to tuesday that's tough that is tough um and then uh three days after that you play against uh san jose so check that August 14th, 17th, and the 20th. That is six days. And you have three games, and one of them is cross-country. So, again, the Galaxy are not unique in this. All of MLS is going through this. and um, But this is, again, this is a tough stretch. Um, the only difference is that you're at home. So we're going to see um, if they're up to this challenge. But it, it's, again, it's... It's a pretty brutal schedule, but it's it's happening to everyone. It's not it's not just the galaxy's problem. This was uh, we knew that this was going to happen, uh, you know, uh, with the uh, with the lockout or uh, well, not the that's lockout, the, but the, the, the lockdown uh, or the, yeah. the delay in the schedule and all that. Yeah, yeah and then with the COVID protocol. Yeah, um, so um, and yeah. you know that's that's why depth is important. And and as we've said on this podcast for I don't know what four years, um, we need depth at forward we simply don't it doesn't exist uh we thought we were going to get it with Augie Williams um he obviously um is taking a little bit more time to uh kind of you know for that to come to fruition we all knew is you know as as much as we like uh how hard Ethan Zubek works I'm that's for you Buki um he's just not he doesn't have it he's not good enough for this level um we don't have a backup striker at least not yet. So, I mean, I, I had talked about earlier in the year that our depth was significantly better than it has been in the previous seasons. That fact, it's still a fact. I, I still think yeah. that our depth is, is a lot better. I, I stand by that, just year. not a forward. Just not a forward, right. So that was where, and that's been a problem ever since uh, Zlatan. Even with Zlatan, it's like, hey. Even, he ever since down. Ola Kamara left. Yeah, ever since Ola Kamara left. And by the way, Zlatan was kind of like that, hey, we have a chance to sign Zlatan. He was not in the plans. He was not in Siggy's plans. So if Zlatan doesn't show up, Kamara is your lone striker. And if he goes down, who's your backup? So they've had that problem. Zlatan just kind of like, you know, masked, masked it as much, you know, uh, as he masked a lot of problems, you know, during his uh, stay here. Um, but they've always had this problem. They've had this problem for quite a while. And they've, they've never addressed it. Um, they're aware of it now, and it looks like they are close to signing this 
backup striker. Um, can we get a little help with the name here, David? I don't know why you're asking me. Oh, there's no I'm... way I can pronounce that. <laughs> I have to see the name. Ivan Drago. I, don't want, I haven't. <laughs> you, you said that wrong. It's Ivan Drago. There you go. See? <laughs> the guy from Rocky? Yeah, the guy from Rocky. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and try to take a crack at this then. Um, it looks like uh, I'm going to go with Dejan, and I know that's not right. Uh, Dejan Yolovich? We were wrong. We were we were pretty close on Grand Seer. We got Kevin Cabral. We were way wrong on uh, Ryan Ravalos Ravalusin. No, 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 I don't Ravalosin? even think. I, I, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think there's a declaration for real for because it's everybody's Ravalosan? still changing. Everybody's still right. changing. Commentators are still changing how they're how they're saying his name. So well, if we ever speak Ryan to him, Ryan Ravalusin has said his name differently. Apparently, I haven't heard. I haven't heard that. I, I, I've heard it say revolution, and then all of a sudden, Joe Titino said, uh, revol- oh. Revolution? Re- I've heard no. it like in four different ways. Revolution? So. Revolution? Rav- I've heard Revolution. Yeah. But then I heard whatever. Christian Miles say it a different way, also. Yeah. Again, yeah, we got, so. I, I haven't heard it from his, his mouth, uh, Ryan. So, yeah, but we've heard it twice. I haven't. I don't remember. Yeah, so whatever. Anyways, Dejan Jovovich. Uh, I, I'm. I know I'm saying Bila, that. Mila Jovovich, his brother. There you go. Um. So here it is twenty-year-old kid who has scored some 21. goals right. in 21. the uh, in the Bundesliga. Uh, twenty-one or twenty? I I thought he was twenty-one, and he scored nineteen goals in uh whatever his last team was. Yeah, uh, Frankfurt, I think. Uh, so. 21-year-old, he is going to go, uh, as far as we know, the, the only way that you can make this signing is through that under-22 initiative that we did uh, because of the Cabral signing. So we've got Araujo, we've got Alvarez, and then Jolovich would be that third guy um, who would not do anything to the salary cap. Um, I think it's like it's like 250000 hit against the salary cap regardless of how much you're paying him um he still has to fall under like a certain like 600 something thousand which is why like yeah, the max uh, the max budget. yeah yeah which is why cabral couldn't be signed as that even though we thought that's that's what it was going to be and that's why he's actual dp um so he has to go under and i'm sure they're you know the fact that they're close to signing this a lot of rep- uh uh, reports are saying that it's actually a done deal. Uh, Josh and Kevin are saying, like, nope, it's not a done deal, but it seems to be close and oh. everything is headed uh, in the right direction. As we know, it's not a done deal until he's holding up the shirt. Right. Uh, so this obviously fills that void in that you have Maybe, a, if he can a, score. A, if he can score. But I got to figure that here's a guy who's doing it in that league. Can you do an MLS? Uh, obviously, you know, two different styles. But again, I, I think that when you look at the signings that you've had, you've struck some sort of gold or treasure, uh, with the exception, at least of right now, Cabral. Um, if there is a diamond in there, we haven't seen it yet. There's a lot of, like, junk on it. Uh, so, you know, uh, we, we know the Grand Seer might might have been a hit. All right, um, guys. Well, I started, I started the YouTube Eurovision music uh, videos watching his <laughs> goals. Uh, so I, I, I feel that uh, they're at least addressing 
this issue. Um, it, it's not uh, necessarily a well. It is a no name because obviously no one's really heard of him. But it's a guy who's playing in a legitimate league and he's scoring and he's young, which by the way is kind of fits what Greg Vanny is doing in saying yeah. that hey, we're gonna have this guy for x amount of years and he's young so we're gonna have him in his prime we're gonna have him in his on the rise and again it's another project where hey he still has a lot of growing up to do yeah, we can mold him into this yeah we're gonna mold him into this system we're gonna mold him into the player that we want we're, we're, we're getting the clay we're getting the clay is, right. is basically what's happening and so um so yeah I, again it, i think it kind of just fits the bill of what they're what they're going with um, not a traditional, you know, galaxy type signing, but the business end of this is just absolutely, again, it is genius. Um, and, um, you know, kudos to Vanny and DDK for, uh, pulling, pulling this off. If it actually, you know, materializes and, uh, there it is, we would have addressed it. Uh, obviously you're out of international spots and you need some, uh, cap room. Um, and obviously the, uh, the player that would be on his nice. way out. It's a guy who has not seen the field all year. It is people who is yeah. obviously uh, um, a lot of money is being wasted on him and an international spot that would be freed up. So um, I, I'm obviously, if this deal is as close to being done as we said, they have, I assume, another deal. Uh, for people being shipped off somewhere, anywhere, um, that uh, that is, again, uh, I don't want to say easy or imminent, but, you know, it's in the works. The, the, the wheels are definitely in motion. So, um, so yeah, um, hopefully that plans out and uh, we'll have a backup striker that is able to score. So um, at, at the end of all this, we have to remember that this is a rebuilding year. Uh, a legitimate rebuilding year. It's not one of those, hey, let's see what, you know, let's throw this on the wall, see what sticks. It is a legitimate rebuilding year. Um, the players that they have gone, they're here for three to five years. So, you know, um, I know we, I have said it, and I still kind of feel it in a way because we were hitting a snag, um, dog days of MLS. But I said 2009, you know, we're seeing little hints of it. Um, it's not going to go perfect but you're seeing hints of it. You're, you're starting to see what this team is capable of and what Greg Vanny is doing. You know, trust the process. Well, guess what? We're seeing what the process is. Um, and it is a lot of positive, positive stuff that's coming from this team right now. It is third place. If you said you're going to be in third place um, heading into August, you would take that 100 times out of 100. 100 yeah. times out of 100. Yeah, yeah I think so. It. Um, unless you told me first. Unless you told me first, right? Exactly. Um, but you're in third place. I think you're good in a rebuilding year, uh, where a lot of people really weren't sure um, if this was a playoff team or not. Um, I said they're on the bubble. I said they're on the bubble, looking out. They're exceeding my expectations right now. Um, so yeah, I, um, I, I was gonna say, on. I I think I think that um. Looking, looking at where we're at, where we're at, thinking we drop points. Um, we we did talk about how we we sort of squandered that buffer, but we're still in third place even after dropping, even after a bad road trip where we're down players. Um, you would think that heading into the the next few months, we maybe get that boost. 
from uh, Jovovich. We maybe, you know, Chicharito returns to to full health and and starts scoring again. You get Jonathan back. You you don't have to put Saldana, who I thought had a terrible road trip, um, in in as many games and logging logging as many minutes um, as as he did in in this last uh, few games. I think that that um, this is this is the Galaxy surviving the summer without personnel. And if we can get through this, then it's you know it's going to ramp right back up, and we'll continue to either stay in in the place that we're at in the table. Or will you know if we drop, we can recover and or or maybe even climb the table. I don't think we're catching Seattle. I don't think we're catching New England, but I think that we can stay in that top tier. I think, especially in a rebuilding year, you have to kind of put again, have to put it into perspective. I, I I think that at the beginning of the year, when you're saying just make the playoffs, was a reasonable expectation, even though you weren't really sure if this was a playoff team or not. Um, the fact that we have seen them find ways to win, that we have seen glimpses of what this team is per- perfectly capable of, and we have seen glimpses of what the end game is, has raised those expectations and saying, hey, we shouldn't be losing to certain teams, and we should be playing other teams tough. Even if we lose, we got to be competitive. And so far, with the exception of, you know, the last three games, you've kind of had that. So I think that catching Seattle may be out of reach, but I don't think it's necessary. Um, obviously, where you end up, you know, if you end up in first place, you know, you're, you're going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You get that by. But I think ultimately, if you catch fire at the right time, if this clicks, and they haven't clicked, I think like the biggest problem right now, we've said this is chemistry. Like they haven't had their full strength squad all season. I don't even think they've had a lineup that has, nope, you know, kind of even like, yeah. So if this ever, if, and it's a big if, because we've said this several times throughout the seasons, but if you get some sort of consistency and now that everyone, you know, you're going to, by the way, you're adding another player. You know, adding yet another player into the mix, you're going to have to throw him in the mix somewhere um, at some point. Um, again, the chemistry issue. It's an ongoing thing. So we're not even supposed to be doing anything in the first year. We probably won't even see anything in the second or third year. So the fact that we're still as high up as we are, it's a positive sign. And if we can turn heads and we can make a deep playoff run this year, you know, we could be scary in the second or third. Um as I said, it's a rebuilding year, and so expectations uh, have to be a, a little bit more grounded. But kudos for the, to the team that are making us believe that this team is capable of doing what we expect them to do now, um, which is a good sign um, because this wasn't the case last season. So, um, yeah, stuff August. We'll see how they respond. All right, David, All right. anything else? Uh, I do have one more thing, but I think I'm going to let Lewis go first here. I have nothing. You have nothing. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Great. I, okay. I didn't want to steal your thunder because I didn't want to say the thing. And then you really go, oh, I was going to say that. Uh, Raul I could, Vargas, I could, I could, I could the, 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 the legendary kit man of the galaxy, Raul Vargas, the man who has got the five rings the thanos of mls um 
his birthday today. Happy birthday, Mr. Vargas. Uh, Happy birthday. Raul. That's, that's like a trumpet yes. thing, but yeah. Do, 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 do. Happy birthday, Raul. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Um, I probably will be at the game on Friday. Uh, so uh, look out for me and, uh, you know, more stuff coming down the pipe. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 228. This is David and Lewis saying goodbye. Later. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.